Patsy Elias, co-host of Keeping Up with the Chaldeans. I have my co-host Anthony Toma here, and we have Valerie Dadu and Nick Kerrigan with Eight Mile Barbell, and we've got competitive Olympic lifting that we're going to talk about today. So Valerie's actually Anthony's cousin, so <laughs> we always have that Chaldean cousin <laughs> connection. Yep. And we just want to hear all about Nick's my cousin too. Oh, mm -hmm. so my, my new cousin, honorary Chaldean. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, just want to kick us off with like how you got, how you met Nick and how you got into this whole lifting world. Um, so I actually started CrossFit about four or five years ago now. Um, and then our old gym closed and then I, a bunch of, a bunch of friends went into, um, look into 8 Mile and kind of see what was going on and everything like that. Um, I actually emailed Nick went over everything that we talked about, things, changes, all that fun stuff. And then um, pretty much he became my coach right away. Like, you were the one that took over everything on my end. Um, I was going through some things too. So there was things that he specifically had to know and take care of. Um, and then after that, I think we did what one barbell class and I was like, let's do it. Well, yeah, he, I remember you came in and talked and weren't even sure if you wanted to join or start back up. Yeah. And then obviously 45 minutes later, you decided to start back up. What's a barbell class? So we have three times a week. Um, it's barbell. Um, it's basically barbell. That's what mm -hmm. it is. So it's basically strictly just two lifts. You're focusing on your snatch and you're focusing on your clean and jerk. Um, both of those are very technical lifts as well. Um, so all of them have different um, ways of doing them. There's actually pretty much barbell in that hour and a half, right? We do it. Yeah. And that hour and a half is learning the different techniques about it. So, so there's, I mean, there's powerlifting and Olympic weightlifting, which are two different sports. Mm -hmm. Powerlifting is going to focus on bench press, squats, and deadlifts. Olympic weightlifting, which is what you'll see at the Olympics, is the snatch and the clean jerk. So totally different sports but and different movements. Uh, powerlifting, you're going to see much higher numbers. Olympic lifting is much more finesse and technique involved in uh, moving the loads. And how many you people have you put through the process of trying to qualify for the Olympics? To the actual Olympics? Yeah. None. Because in, especially in the U.S., there's not too many heroes in weightlifting. Mm -hmm. But you get other countries where like China and Bulgaria, where that's one of their main sports, where sure. in the U.S., football, basketball, like that's where you get your heroes. That's where people kind of chase the the stardom and the, and the payday. Mm -hmm. Whereas uh, in the U.S., that's coming along and it's getting way better. Yeah. Two Olympics ago, we only had qualified one person as a nation. Mm -hmm. This past, I believe it was seven, oh, wow. or eight, seven or eight in the past Olympics. Oh, and they, we had a couple people medal. So uh, in the U.S., if you haven't started by the age like 14, 15, mm -hmm. for the actual Olympics, you're you're behind the game. Gotcha. But there's a big scene locally for local meets and then national meets where like the Arnold Classic and nationals and stuff. And those are all kind of step stages mm -hmm. to, uh, to the world stage. Very cool. What are some of your goals in doing this? Um, I have a number of goals right now. Okay. Let's <laughs> um, go through them one at a time. Well, great. Um, well, we have a meet August 6th, um, and I have my two numbers on there. Mm -hmm. He doesn't tell me my numbers because I don't, if I think about my numbers, I get. She sex herself out. Yes, exactly. Um, so my snatch, which is the one that was just on there, um, the one that just goes overhead, straight overhead, mm -hmm. um, which he can explain all the technical stuff. Yeah, yeah we'll get into that. Um, <laughs> is, I think, what do I want? 100 to 105 on yep. August 6th. And then 
Hopefully, I want at least 130 to 135 for my clean and jerk as well. My so current tier is 98. Yep, 98 for my snatch and 125 for my clean and jerk. So what's changed from the, from the uh, what did you call the first? CrossFit. CrossFit. So you're doing <laughs> CrossFit. Now you're doing this weightlifting. What's the difference in in? So Which you still do both. I do. I still do both. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, CrossFit is more. Um, I mean, can I let you answer that one? Yeah. yeah. General general fitness. Yeah. yeah. CrossFit's goal is to be well rounded in all the aspects of fitness. Uh, like for example, you you might not have a someone that runs a four minute mile, mm-hmm. which is incredible, but we might have some people run six or seven minute miles and have a four hundred pound deadlift. Right. So that's still very good for an everyday person. Uh, so well-rounded fitness is CrossFit. Olympic weightlifting is much more specialized into just focusing on those two movements mm-hmm. and then building everything around those to improve those two things. And that, that's a sport-specific. Gotcha. And then talk a little bit about the gym, just a little background about the gym and kind of promote it a little bit. So uh, we opened CrossFit 8 Mile back in 2013 mm-hmm. and, and I mean we started with 15 clients and a couple of classes and it's grown organically we? Uh, me and my wife okay me and my wife Monica opened it up uh, like I said 2013 Barbell club came later on down the road once we started building some other stuff mm-hmm. but uh, myself and some other coaches started uh, competing in weightlifting and that's when the following started to build and then we that's when we started its own entity of eight mile barbell and it's really uh Gradually taken off, but then the last year, it's, it's exploded. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. That is so it's, cool. it's uh, definitely gone really well. And we have more and more people interested in doing it in, at all different levels. So in weightlifting, there's all weight classes. So Val only competes against people in her weight class and her gender. And then same thing, there's, I believe, seven now. They've changed it a couple times, but seven weight classes for each male and female. And that also includes youth and juniors. So from as early as nine years old to as old as you want to be. Wow. I have to ask each of you, what inspired you? Did you ever see yourself doing this slash like what inspired you to get into the whole like gym? Like I know, like we talked about lifetime and just always being part of that. And then I also want to ask you after what inspired you. Um, Well, weight loss is always my journey. Weight loss is my goal. It's just something that... It's, I fell in love with it. It's my stress reliever. It's my happy place. Everything about that. Um, the gym is my happy place. That's pretty much what I go to, yeah. to, re, to de-stress. Yeah. Um, CrossFit came when I finished. So I personal trained at Lifetime. Like I had a personal trainer at Lifetime for years. And then one of them was like, you know what? Like I've been lifting heavy for almost ever. And one of them was like, you should try CrossFit. You would probably love it. So this was five years ago. I tried one gym, absolutely loved it, like left Lifetime, did everything there. And then, um, it, I guess I can bring it up a little bit, but I also did, I had a huge weight loss journey that I went through and did what I had to do. And then I was like, before that, I was heavy lifting. So it was like, I mean, I guess I can talk about my PRs beforehand. So like prior to my weight loss, I did... Um, like my deadlifts were 315 pounds. My squats were wow. 265 pounds. Um, so my numbers are pretty up there. Yeah. Um, and then obviously when you lose weight, you're losing all of that as well. Um, which is not, it's not a problem. You just kind of like, okay, it's not there, but you build back up to it. Yeah. Um, and then when I came to eight mile, 
Um, we what, we started with CrossFit a little bit and then kind of slowly, gradually got into it because there's some limitations that I had that I couldn't do. And then that got into um, Olympic lifting. I'm a goal-oriented person, yeah. so everything is set as a goal for me. Um, Nick does my programming as well, extra outside of it. So anything, like he knows my goals, I just let him do it. And it's kind of just, where are we at now? So like when you started, me. you couldn't do a burpee, right? Correct. The burpee is basically go down, chest to the floor, and stand back up. So she didn't have the strength when she started to be able to complete that, going all the way to the floor and standing back up. Yeah. And obviously now it's something for years she hasn't had to think about and she can just do. Yep. Wow. That and then what else have I Burpees done? are my least favorite. Burpees are everyone's <laughs> least favorite. Not too many people like them. <laughs> <laughs> but but he still programs them, so it's fun. Um, running wasn't a thing for me either right. for a while. Yep. And then, um, I mean, it was to the point where our old gym was like, no, like you don't have to run. Don't worry about it because I didn't like it. Um, mm -hmm. just row or just bike just, in, just because, and then <laughs> started with Nick and Nick's like, no, mm -hmm. we don't do it. There's certain things <laughs> yeah. you get to a certain point in life. Like if you're older and your knees are just running this hard yeah. on your body, like, okay, that's a little different yeah. scenario. But for you, it's still a basic like life function that we can get better and need to get better. Yeah, and we did that year. I think I did what three five Ks. I yeah. think it was that That's first amazing. second year. Yeah. I really admire that because I've like worked with trainers and done all that for years. And you're right. Like, there if you can't run a mile, like I feel like you should be well rounded. Right. I can't run a mile right now. Well, but... It doesn't have to be fast, but yeah. like yeah. if you need need to for some reason, like you should be able to go a mile without stopping or passing out. Yeah, right? I did. I think my first. 5k or even well i should say my first mile i can tell you even truthfully now i still can't run a full mile just running Same. but i'm at the point where it's like okay i know to like where to stop i know what levels to do i know how to speed walk like stuff like that it's a good training so, yeah. i yeah. agree with you yeah. a lot of people yeah. undervalue it right when you started you couldn't run 200 meters without stopping. correct yeah wow yeah so we did time trials we literally timed everything until we can actually see and visualize everything it's incredible. And yeah. then what about you? What inspired you to get in this world of fitness? So I've always been a gym junkie, gym rat for competitive sports, college sports. And then at, when I got out of that, I was bouncing around from thing to thing. So I found CrossFit and uh, that was where I got hooked because there's no ceiling to it. So no matter when you think you're good, there's other stuff we can keep working on. Wow. And so I've been doing that for over 11 years and there's still things I keep trying to work on. And people can stay it for a long time because doesn't matter where you're at, we can evolve or change or modify the workout. So everyone gets the same level of intensity. Oh, uh, That's the big hook for me is it doesn't matter where you're at. As long as you show up, we'll get mm -hmm. you the same feeling of the workout as everyone else. For people that we have that want to be competitive in the CrossFit games or people that just got out of college sports to people that just had knee surgery and looking to have more energy to play with their kids. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's what got hooked for me is because especially competitive athletes are going to do stuff regardless of my gym existing, but people like Val and people that are just looking for general overall health uh, is what keeps us going and keeps the motivation. I love that. That's the cool thing about CrossFit though, and people don't really understand it is, I mean, you know, but everyone's philosophy on CrossFit is you're going to get hurt. You're doing it too fast. You're going to get hurt. <laughs> Every single CrossFit class that I've been to prior, even prior to meeting Nick, um, you have, first of all, you can modify every single workout that is possible. Like, I mean, don't you have in every programming, don't we have modifications for everything? Yeah. yeah. So like even that, so like, it's, it's just funny to see and funny when people talk about it. It's like, how you do it? And I was like, 
you just get used to it and you just practice what you like if you can't for instance for the burpee um there's so many different modifications of a burpee let's do it on a bench so you're not hitting the floor right yeah. away let's do it on a barbell on a rig like there's so many different modifications to be able to do it based on your body type your ability to do things your injuries your everything and you don't get it oh that's another thing and i didn't tell him i was going to say it but i'm going to the other thing that i've learned differently from being at different gyms is who your coaches are mm. and what your coach how they coach you so like for instance um i'll give a random example but like if you're doing for olympic lifting if you're doing the technique wrong or you know that it's going to hit something that you shouldn't literally nick will be like put it down like he's like done he's like let's redo that Wow. Um, so like before it even hits that point and that's in CrossFit as well, before it even hits that point, the second that they're like, nope, let's drop it. Let's try that again. Um, because you don't want to, like, you don't want to get hurt working out. You don't want to do all of that. But like the main focus is on, in my opinion, at least for the first last five years have been who your coaches are wow. and how your coaches are coaching. Um, and that's the one thing that we all pretty much love about eight mile and mm. it's who We're our coaches very, are. very, uh, diverse staff. Yeah. But everyone connects with somebody differently. And mm -hmm. so, like, I'm, I'm Val's coach, and then we have Coach Mark, who coaches a handful of athletes. We all coach athletes, but some work more closely or individually with others. Sounds very individualized, yeah. which and I like, appreciate. Once in a while, I have someone like, you know, I want to start working with you or working with for extra programming and stuff. And I have a large, uh, full list, but sometimes we're like, your personality will work better with mm -hmm. Kara, Mark. Matt, and so then we'll start working with them. Yeah. Amazing. Yep. Can we talk about balls or no? <laughs> Do you <laughs> want to talk about <laughs> Oh, the protein balls? Um, you had a special can, We can add a special flair. If I knew there was, I would have brought them. Um, You're welcome. No, thanks, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> um, protein balls are basically something that I just started making. Um, they've been around forever. I've just been playing around with them. Um, and I think one day what I made them, I brought them to the gym and everyone's like, what? Like, what is this Create right frenzy. now? Like, yeah. So it's a good workout competition or snack in general because it has Correct. your main macros of fats, protein, and carbs nice. that don't take a long time to digest, which uh, is, if you're doing multiple workouts a day, it's kind of important instead of yeah. having a bunch of chicken rice that's going to take two hours to digest. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's good to know. Yeah. So yeah. protein balls are digested faster? Yeah. <laughs> it's just not as fibrous. It's not going to take as long to break down. Mm -hmm. and okay. get, and it's, I mean, there's going to be a certain level of sugar in it, which you need yeah. in between workouts kind of thing. You do. But it's not a Snickers bar, so you'll be right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so basically I made different flavors. I played around with different flavors, and it's pretty much where I started with them. So look for them uh, at a gym near you. <laughs> Eventually, one day. We'll, we'll... What's the best flavor? My favorite is brownie brittle. Yeah. But I eat a bag of brownie brittle, brittle without trying. <laughs> but otherwise, yeah. That might cake. take longer to digest. Yes. <laughs> that yes. one was all Nick's idea too. So Aww. he, we, I tried it once at the gym and I was like, what is this? Like, what the heck? And then he goes, it's brownie brittle. It's at Costco. I literally went to Costco. I was like, I have the best flavor ever. It's actually Nutella brownie brittle. So the base is still peanut butter, but it's a touch less of peanut butter and more Nutella. Yeah. And then um, basically just mixing the brownie brittle into it and then creating the protein ball. Otherwise, birthday cake is also really good. Yes. Yeah. If you're not a big chocolate person. Yes. 
birthday oh, cake. Great. I'm both great. birthday cake yeah. and chocolate. Yes. I'll drop you some one day. We have to come to a mile. There'll be some birthday cake. You can drop me the brittle protein if you weren't her cousin, but she's going to drop it off for me. Oh, taste yes. tester first. Since you're not her yep. cousin. Yeah. <laughs> what's your uh, What's your weekly regimen? Mine? Yeah. Um, I work. I work out and I Let's sleep. talk about I'm the workout regimen. Um, so usually, so for barbell itself, barbell is three times a week. Okay. Um, so it's Monday nights, Wednesday nights, and Saturday mornings. Um, I do both. So on Mondays and usually on Wednesdays, I do. She wakes up in time. <laughs> Correct. Mm. Um, I do both. Um, and those are the only two days. Oh, sometimes Saturday, but not really that often anymore. Um, I do CrossFit and then break a little bit and then do barbell. Um, usually my workout schedule is Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays are off and Fridays and Saturdays. Um, and it's just Pretty much what moving, getting everything done. So based, she's one of the few people that do both programs. So it's kind of a matter of intertwining everything, so she can keep progressing without having overuse injuries or things complicating one another, mm -hmm. right? From yep. the general CrossFit side to the Olympic weightlifting side. Uh, so sometimes I'll tell her, I was like, she because she likes to space them out, and sometimes I know what the CrossFit side is going to do. If it's going to leave her too pre-fatigued, I'll tell her either do it right after it, or we're not going to do it that day since her focus a little bit more right now is weightlifting since she has a competition coming up, mm -hmm. some other stuff will get pulled out of programming for a little while and then reintroduced. So like we're not running right now because that's hard on her knees. Mm -hmm. And when she's done with this competition and if her knee's healthy, then we can start to slowly bring that back in. But that's one of those things that is going to cause her more wear and tear than she needs for what her current goals are. That's dedication right there. Uh -huh. I mean, just to kind of, motivate or inspire others out there that that are that need that extra push what can you say to them to to that that makes you get up every single day and do this um it's gonna sound cliche but honestly just get up and do it mm -hmm. um but at the same time put your mindset to it create a goal get get a mindset that you never it's a mindset that you never want to quit mm -hmm. um one of the biggest things, and I wish I had it, but I don't, but one of the biggest things that I ever thought about was, and this is even prior to anything that I've done, is straight and simple, never give up. Never mm -hmm. give up. When I was at my heaviest, never gave up. When I was at Why? my lowest. Why didn't you ever give up? Why? Because I knew where I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. I knew what I wanted to do. Um, there's still things that I tell Nick about all the time in CrossFit that I'm like, why haven't I got this yet? Why haven't we worked on yeah. it? And it's like, because we still need, like, there's different parts to it. There's different movements and stuff to Sometimes that. Sometimes there's prerequisites before we do other things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So um, you would say you've been consistent, right? Correct. Consistency will mm. outlast your motivation. Wow. So if you get started no matter where you're at, and you stay consistent, whether you get motivated or not, that's going to ebb and flow, whereas consistency will carry you through the rest of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, just, yeah, like you said, just being consistent, but also the number, the other thing is, Listen to yourself and listen to your body at the same time. If your body is telling you no, then don't yeah. do it. Like, just stop. Um, Motivation-wise, grab the people that are going to be there for you. Um, be Join a community. Be involved. Um, Eight Miles Huge. We mm -hmm. do everything as a community. Everything that we do. That's and cool. everyone is there for everyone else. And it's the most amazing thing ever. So... Be around the people that you want to be around with. Be around like-minded people. Mm -hmm. um, 
I try very hard to stay away from negative people and that's just to keep a positive mindset as well. Um, so motivation wise is just, just set goals, just be ready to just do it in a sense. Um, don't be scared of it. There's always something that you're going to learn. There's always something that you're going to imagine. There's, I mean, I remember the days that there was stuff that I couldn't ever do ever in my five years of CrossFit, what a year into doing it with Nick. And I was like, okay, okay. We just got a box jump. Like I've never done that before. Mm -hmm. And it was as simple as hanging from the rig and for two or three seconds. So you surprise yourself every single day, no matter what. Set goals without a date. Because mm -hmm. in fitness, a lot of stuff is going to come into play, whether you're, you're stressed or you're not sleeping or you're working more, but still set your goals and work towards them, You, but you don't have to have a finite date. Yeah. So like we never said, okay, you're going to do a full burpee by yeah. January 17th. No, yeah. but it's one of those things that gradually happens. And when you're doing your fitness journey, as long as you stay consistent, it's, sometimes it's hard to see those little gains because it's, it's hard to see the frame when you're standing inside the picture. Wow. But as a coach, I can tell when she's moving better or things are needing to be uh, changed or pushed up a notch. Yep. Well, it was actually like speaking of barbell on Saturday, we had one of the coaches and he was like, which everyone's been telling me, but I haven't obviously been doing it because, you know, you just don't sometimes um, like engage your lats. So one of the it's the snatch pretty much that you engage a lot of your lats. And I never really like you focus on it, but you don't focus on it because you also want to just get it up there, which you yeah. shouldn't have that thought. But then yesterday we did barbell and Matt looks at me and he was like, whoa and i was like what mm. and he was like that looked really good and i was like josh on yeah. saturday i engaged my lats and he's like it looked great val so it's like even feeling and knowing the differences between that as well yep. mm -hmm. and the more you go through all this the more you're going to develop that body awareness mm -hmm. and the longer you're doing it the more you can focus on certain muscles and movements uh rather than the beginning you're just figuring out how to walk with yeah. the barbell right yeah. so even before you met him you said five, you were doing crossfit for five years mm -hmm. or so what lit the fuse like that to, to get you to start even doing the CrossFit side of things. What was your epiphany? My heavy lifting. I yeah. enjoyed it so much. Mm -hmm. um, I think I was, I was personal training one day and I've had amazing personal trainers. And one of them, he was like, no, here's a 70 pound kettle. I think I was 15 or 16. And he's like, here's a 75 pound kettle. 70 pound kettlebell mm -hmm. he's like let's deadlift it and i was like no like yeah. you can't do that it looks, it looks and hard. literally <laughs> started and he was like oh you can't do that let's see that again mm -hmm. so like getting into that and then finding the right people finding the right coaches or trainers really mm -hmm. i had one trainer that he like was more on the cardio aspect of it and i was like i want to lift like this is why i don't do personal training anymore mm -hmm. um and then that's when i got into crossfit and i was like Okay, and then my numbers just started growing from there. Nice. Um, so that was the little spark was my heavy lifting. So how does someone get into this community that you speak so highly of? Email, call, yeah. stop by. What are the what are the emails stopping by? The, Nick. The email, Nick. Social. Nick at CrossFitEmail.com. I mean, we're on social media for email barbell, CrossFit email. Email, or CrossFitEmail.com is our website. Okay. Uh, but really, any kind of way you can reach out to us. And uh, everyone starts slow, and then we easy in from there. Nice. Uh, especially if you're brand new to it, and you've never done anything with a barbell before, you've never done fitness before, or maybe it's been 20 years. We have everyone go through two <clears throat> small group sessions to kind of easy in, mm. get you a feel for what it is. First, first month of classes is included in that intro process. So, because some people, 
it's just not what they're looking for. Everybody can do it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's not for everyone. So at least right. they have that first 30 days to see whether it's something they want to do or, oh, it was nice, but it's cool. It's just not what I want to do. It's also word of mouth, too. Um, a lot of people see it on my Instagram and see it on my snaps, and they're like, where do you go? And I think even I was like, Nick, this person is reaching out. They're going to mm-hmm. reach out. Blah, 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 look at this. So word of mouth as well, too. So I mean, when your first gym closed, you weren't going to join us, uh-uh. but then a bunch of your friends did and yep. had good things to say about us. So then exactly. you yeah. e- emailed me. We set up a meeting just to talk. Yeah. 45 minutes later, you decided to join. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And Where? I tell them, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Oh, well, I tell the story all the time. Like, how did you meet Nick? And I'm like, or how did you whatever? And I'm like, well, number one, the first thing that he did is before. And I don't, I think I've told you this, actually. I don't know if I did. Um, one of the first things that he did was I had to get the clear to do everything that I had to do. And he knew about it. So when I had said yes, originally, the day that I actually watched him coach and talked about things, I was like, all right, I'll let you know how everything goes for my doctor's appointment. And it was the day prior to my doctor's appointment that Nick messaged me. And he was like, um, he's like, good luck with your doctor's appointment. Let me know how it goes. I'm excited to see what happens. And right then and there, I was like, let me just get the fucking clear. Sorry. Um, <laughs> let me get the clear to just actually left because I know where I'm going. If I have a coach who actually cares that much mm-hmm. about what I like my specifics because there was things that he had to actually look into Mm -hmm. um about things that I was going through and um that was already that was it wasn't even like a selling point that was the hey I know where I found our next home so yeah yeah I love like the relationship between you two Mm -hmm. I can tell like it's such a positive and just like beautiful I feel like really really <laughs> she thinks I pick on her yeah. oh because you don't Nick <laughs> I'm just keeping things lively oh yeah uh-huh yeah. Yeah. let's keep it civil guys <laughs> relationship because yeah. I am a trainer too and like you know it's just it's a really important coach relationship right. life coach yeah. and I mean that. and because like if I didn't care I wouldn't have done research and exactly. to what you were going through and uh said like you know you, you don't fit my typical mold yeah. I think you need to find someone else mm-hmm. yeah Yes. You can see you put a lot of care into right. your work and you put so much commitment and passion into it. Thanks. So we love that. Yeah. So I want to ask uh, first, because I've done some of this stuff before. Mm-hmm. What are you what do you guys do for recovery? Because I feel like it's so important and like under underdone. Um, my recovery lately has been I actually just got into swimming again. I have I've been swimming my whole life. So um i've done anywhere between between swim instructing to swim lessons to swim team so i love swimming swimming is my recovery i love being in the water love doing all that i also do yoga as well so yoga is my thing too um and then pretty much just rest yeah that's another thing you do is get enough sleep (laughs) yeah that's the biggest most cost-free method for recovery Mm -hmm. that's true but uh when she does certain workouts or we know she has certain ailments that there's certain things, uh, basically compression and increased blood flow to certain areas without <clears throat> taxing the muscles. So we use something called Voodoo Floss. It's like basically a rubber band that helps uh, flush the muscles and, what? and uh, <laughs> never heard of it. Increase the blood flow to your area. Increased blood flow promotes healing. Uh, you take like a rubber band and like. So it's it? it's <laughs> it's real wide. So it's like okay. this, and it's like seven feet long, and we'll wrap it around whatever muscles. Mm. So especially it's like compression. Yes. Oh, okay. It's compression and it actually cuts off circulation for a short period of time until you take it off. 
and then sure. your body overcompensates because it just got the signal that it wasn't getting what it needed. So now um, there's more because you, when you take it off, you actually see your your the area start to flush because that's, that's cool. extra blood flow to the area. How yeah. often do you recommend doing that? So it depends on. I'll use it to warm up sometimes too, mm -hmm. just to get things ready to go. And then if I'm if I feel like a real tightness or pump just from the workout that I did, that I'll do it afterwards and just helps the recovery a little bit. Wow. I yeah. learned something new. Yeah, I never heard of that. We did too. Do you do like cryo or cold? Uh, what are they called? Like cold baths? Cold tanks. Ice baths. Or, yeah, cryogenic therapy. There's foam <laughs> tanks. That's all. I know. I mean, you can do body work, like fascial stretch therapy. Mm -hmm. There's yeah. a ton of stuff you can do. Those also come at a premium cost. They so, do. So uh, even uh, Norma Tech. So their compression legs and suits, which see you'll see a lot of endurance athletes use, which are great. It just comes at a cost. Yeah, right? I agree. The recovery is expensive. Yeah. So, so like Voodoo Floss is like $7 a band. Yeah. And we have it's 15 of them at the gym. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We clean them and reuse them. Bring those with the protein balls. Yeah. <laughs> Bring them both. I'll show you guys. Yeah, I do. Um, I personally get massages about yeah. every six weeks because that's just what I need to do to relieve my everything. Yeah. Um, And they're all sports massages, so it's not like a... I'm going to go relax yeah. on a yeah. bed. No, I actually get a deep tissue massage every six like, weeks as well. I don't compete anymore, but I'll get them every once in a while when I know if I have certain things. Like, I'll yeah. get a lot of headaches mm -hmm. from just years of sports yeah. from my neck. So I'll get, when I feel it's starting to come back up, I'll, I'll get work done. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, so we want to thank you both for joining us. We end uh, every show with a question. What does it mean to you to be Chaldean? <sighs> it's pretty awesome our culture is amazing um what we believe in is strong um what it is like to be Kildean, it's it's fun it's exciting it's it's different i will say that that is my question to you what does it mean to you to train a Chaldean. Yeah. <laughs> to train Chaldeans. How do you feel about Chaldeans? <laughs> yeah. It's always going to be a lively conversation. Yeah. We're yeah. <laughs> yep. conversators. Yep. Well, yeah. this one's special. She's had a, a mentor, Vivian uh, Fufu, my cousin. That, uh, <laughs> That's my mom. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Fufu. Yes. Yeah. She, she, can, she can rap with the best of them. Yeah. <laughs> That's so yeah. cute. Well, yeah. thank you guys so much for joining. Thank you. Love what you're doing. And Thanks for, all the for everyone out there. We'll definitely have to visit. Yeah. Let's try it. Thing. Competition, me and yeah. Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Love it. Thanks, everybody. Well, thank you. Thank you. Cool.